Life is unfair. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. We've had a little bit of a mailbag piling up, so let's do that real quick first. Uh, first up, you guessed it, Spencer has some thoughts on uh, the Rabbit Child episode, and, uh, and, and, and he had to check our math a little bit, so uh, let's get the facts checked from Spencer. Get to... Uh, yes, it is your friendly neighbor, Spencer. Uh, I know I'm the reason you keep on tuning in to This Might Be a Podcast, uh, not that weirdo Greg and not that music by They Might Be Giants. Uh, so, Rabbit Child episode, I just listened to it. Uh, that, that Matt guy, he sounds pretty talented. I listened to the whole song at the end. So, uh, keep it up, guy, you got a future. Uh, let's see. That one cover you played had 445 views, and I think one of you mentioned that it got four views a year for 11 years. Uh, that didn't sound right to me, so I had to do the math. Uh, and it turns out it's about 40 or 41 views a year. Uh, clearly, it's a hit. Um, also, fuck yeah, Mario Paint. I remember that. I had that. I don't think I have it anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, I definitely have a history with that game, although I don't know if I could call it a game. It's more of a program thing. All right, that's all I got. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Spencer, of course. And hey, oh, here's another one from him about the Can't Keep Johnny Down episode. What's Spencer got to say about that? This is Spencer. Hello to all you TMBP listeners. Uh, This is for the Can't Keep Johnny Down episode. Um, I was actually one of those hundred people who submitted a video to the contest. Uh, it's not good, uh, but uh, I did it because I wanted to say that I submitted something, uh, and I did some rotoscope animation, which is pretty time-consuming, so I also wanted to say that I uh, got something done really quickly because I, I think it was only like a month or something. Um, yeah, that's it. It was a stupid video, but I really like the one that won. It's uh, very strange, and I love backward stuff, so that was cool. All right, talk to you later. Bye. All right. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I don't. I have no idea what rotoscope animation is, so I will have to check that out. Thanks again, Spencer. Uh, also, we got a very cool uh, a Facebook recommendation from a guy named Benjamin Michael. And Benjamin Michael recommended us on Facebook, and said, Want to up your TMBG game? Greg and his guests offer a deep dive into some of the songs you have been enjoying for years. Not for the faint of heart. I recommend starting with the songs you know well and see what more you can learn. I'm thinking he's uh, talking about how much we curse on this podcast. So, yes. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, So, uh, he also sent an email. He said, In the past two months, I found and started listening to your podcast. I have to say right off the bat that the insight that you and your guests provide has helped me become an even bigger fan. Didn't know that was possible. I began listening when I was around 13. I remember distinctly bringing Flood on cassette to my friend's house to listen to it. Not exactly sure it was introduced, but they have been with me ever since. I started listening to your casts in order, but decided to skip around. I just finished episode 23 this morning and discovered that you are in Indiana. I live in Fort Wayne. So glad I found you and your cast. It has made my commute a much geekier and enjoyable one. I am not musically inclined, but I am a big fan of wordplay and smart, well-crafted lyrics. So working on my own interpretations of TMBG music is definitely a passion of mine. I just wanted you to know, as your reach grows, you are still affecting those that aren't that far away. Can't wait to continue my TMBG journey. 
which you have now become a part of. Thanks for all that you do. Thanks for writing in, Ben. Uh, I really appreciate those words, and it really helps me keep going. Uh, One final bit of business. We've got a message here from Jonathan, and uh, this is Jonathan from the Museum of Idiots episode, and it turns out uh, we forgot something pretty important. So here's Jonathan. Hey, Greg, this is Jonathan, and I just got done listening to Museum of Idiots, our podcast, and realized we did not score it! Oh, my Lord, we broke the format! Well, I'm just calling to rectify this uh, in case there's anybody that uh, hasn't been sleeping since our episode dropped. Um, For reasons that I maybe will get into the next time that we record, I'll explain how this episode has taken a different significance uh, in my life. But because of that, my score for Museum of Idiots is a 9.5. It is damn near a perfect song, and I've uh, been listening to it a lot, especially since we uh, recorded the podcast. So anyways, uh, hopefully uh, this is proper repentance for our mistake, because we blathered on uh, long enough. And uh, hopefully you guys will keep listening to the podcast. Bye. Dang, 9.5. Yeah, man. Uh, Museum of Idiots is really, really good song. And as a trombonist, I love the brass parts. And I love that that has been uh, arranged for high school jazz bands. Um, however, I, I don't know. It's never been one that's stuck to me as, like, my favorite of the spine. It's definitely, you know, maybe in the top eight of the spine tracks. Um, but I think I think I'm gonna go with a 7.1 for my score for Museum of Idiots. I can't believe we forgot that one, that important segment of the episodes. Wow. Also, uh, to my Patreon subscribers, just a heads up, you'll be getting another uh, letter from me with a brand new sticker we got printed. Uh, It's a version of the artwork that Abby Bash did for the compilation album. It is a painting from a still from the Don't Let's Start music video of the Johns upside down, Linnell screaming some line in the song. I don't remember exactly which one. So you got yet another sticker coming. And for those of you that do not belong to the Patreon, uh, if you join now, you'll get a set of four buttons plus the two different stickers that Abby has designed, uh, as well as those exclusive episodes. The Monopuff one came out not too long ago, and we've got another one coming, the Great Mink Car Debate, to figure out once and for all, in silly fashion, is Mink Car awesome or does it totally suck? So sign up at patreon.com slash thismightbeapodcast. And also, make sure to hit us up, this might be pod at gmail.com. Uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. And on Twitter, at this might be a pod. And our voicemail number, 224 801 2930. Now, on to Duncan. Of course, of course.
so are you ready i'm so ready okay this might be a podcast listeners let's uh journey once again across the pond to jolly old england to visit abby bash which is almost as cool a name as simpson my name is Greg Simpson, <laughs> and that is my real name. People ask me that. It is. It's just a coincidence that I like the Simpsons. People ask me if it's my real name, too. Just like you did. Because it's just... It's it's, it's cool sounding. So, it's ridiculous, by the way. It's ridiculous. Today, we are going to talk about Duncan. Of course, of course, we are going to talk about Duncan. Of course, of course. Duncan, quadruple threat. Remember tricks you will never forget. Duncan, you'll say it again. He'll get you now. Duncan, of course, of course. Abby from... Uh, so you're not actually in Bir- Birmingham? You're outside of Birmingham? I'm in Birmingham right now. Birmingham. But Where do you live? Where do you go to... Where do you go to school? University. I go to... Uh, it's a place called Nottingham, which is where Robin Hood is from. Nottingham? Yeah. Oh! Robin Hood. Man, this is cool. I feel like I'm traveling back in time. <laughs> to jolly old in England. England is in the past. That is the thing that's true. <laughs> and now you've seceded from the European Union. Psh, we need to talk about that right now. We need to talk about Duncan, of course, of course. Duncan, of course, of course. Um, and Brexit, of course, of course. So Duncan, of course, of course, is on. <laughs> you know, I'm just fucking with you. Um, you know, I'm 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 a teacher. I you know I could have been your elementary music teacher. I'm so old, and one of my favorite pastimes is to just mess with children, you know, just like... I'm not a child. Kids who don't understand sarcasm, you know, like fourth grade and younger. I'm the queen of, I'm the queen of sarcasm. Oh, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general, I like to mess with uh, with kids. And to me, you're a kid. You're just young, and you've got your whole life ahead of you. And for me, it's all over. It's, oh. <laughs> it's all riding on this podcast. Just kidding. I've got a, a <laughs> I've got a beautiful young daughter, and she's pretty awesome. Is she gonna, she gonna take over the podcast once you die? Well, she's already been on the podcast. Did you listen to the Doctor Worm That's episode? True. I did. I did listen to that. Isn't she it was cutie? A very, very, very cute. <laughs> I put it right up to this microphone, and she cooperated. That's see exactly. So she needs to take on the family business. Yeah, I, I'm sure. You know, start off young. I'm sure she's going to end up a musician unless she's one of those kids that really has to rebel against their parents so hard she's going to like <laughs> try out for like the football team or something. And I'm talking oh about American gosh. football, which sucks. It does. I only like baseball, but that's... do girls play American football? I mean, football. no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, she's going to be the one to be like. That's pretty like, cool. I'm going to be the girl on the, the football team. That's so shitty that girls can't play American football. I mean football. Well, they could get hurt. Oh, God. But you wear, like, loads of padding, so no one's going to get hurt. Everybody still gets hurt. If I had a boy, I wouldn't want him to play football either. It's barbaric. I'd rather he skateboard yeah. skateboard like I did and throw himself down the stairs, because he can't get hurt that way. Not mm. at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I never broke any bones. I was lucky. So, well, that's fine. Then. Yeah. Duncan, of course, of course, is is kind of about sports. Right? Wow. That was a tie-in. That was so good. That's a good segue, right? I yeah. totally just... I had no idea when I started that where it was going, and then it somehow just <laughs> fell right into my lap. So, I don't know anything about the Escape Team comic. 
Do you? You tweeted that you didn't like it. I was like, eh. Now I've listened to it through through it again. Now they just have so much freaking content. I've been listening mostly to My Murdered Remains, mm-hmm. and I've I gave the I Escape you. Team a second spin through, and I gave this song a bunch of spins through, obviously. And I've gone from meh to like yeah, pretty good. I'm yeah, not like. Yeah. Oh my god! Yet, yet, you know, I'm. S- I'm not. I'm not like. Oh my god! But um, there are a few select um, songs on the album that I just keep listening to over and over again because right. it's one of those albums where they've kind of stuck to focusing on it being catchy and they're they're very they're very separate. Well, it's weird because it's like obviously it's a concept album for the Escape Team comic book, right? But the songs themselves are like really separate. Um, which is nice. Yeah. So, I mean, the one thing I was, you know, I'm curious to know what other fans think about is this, like, is, are these songs canon? I mean, I suppose they're, they're, they're calling it one of their albums. They're they're mostly just like descriptions of the characters. Like the only thing I know about the characters is what I have been told through the songs. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Me too. But, um, like what I'm saying is when, I first heard about this. I'm like, okay, well, they're songs from Dial a Song. So they're, they might be giant songs, but they're written for this comic. And like, mm. I'm like, do I do episodes about these songs? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I have to. I mean, you can do what you want in this life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live your best life. Spend hours in the basement talking about one band. For- that is the best thing I've ever heard. That's just what I want to do. That's like my future goal. I'm living the dream. Well, what can I say? Reality. <laughs> what can I say? Um, I've really just kind of figured it all out in this life, you know? <laughs> My wife might think otherwise. No, she likes it too. She actually just was on, we recorded an episode uh, for I Like Fun, the title track, Kara. So from Kara, famously from the Dr. Worm episode, will be appearing again on I Like Fun. And awesome. we found out a lot of cool stuff about that song. So uh, anyway, Duncan, of course, of course. Um I'm, I, you know, they might be giant songs, and there's no way, you know, you listen to them. It's not like, oh, well, they just wrote songs for this graphic novel in, you know, mm-hmm. the style of something else. You know, no matter whether they're writing commercials or theme songs, you can tell it's they might be giants. I mean, I think mm-hmm. for commercials and themes, they stick primarily with like their power pop side. Like, I mean, Bossamy for one for one thing. I just discovered they did a theme for the Travel Channel. Amazing oh, yeah. vacation homes, and we played <laughs> it on the alienation. Like it's, Flansburg is really good at the power pop too. We spent like yeah. all episode on Door to Door Minotaur. We spent the whole episode like talking about how Flansburg is the weird one, but then like you listen to all these themes, and he's just like cranking them out, and it's like amazing, yeah. amazing. It's like it's so catchy. It's like instantly in your head, and that's I a think Flansburg it's really song interesting. Too. I think it's really interesting how he approaches them though, because. Um I mean this in the best way possible, that when he approaches a genre, it feels like it's like kind of a caricature of that genre. Like a really good example would probably be um, Cyclops Rock. Like that's probably one of my favorite songs of theirs ever. Um, And I feel like that's such like a, it's like they took the primo kind of melody of like super kind of preppy rock. Yeah. And then it's like they gave it these ridiculous lyrics and I think it's just like it's a really good like side by side, and they do like country songs as well. They do that alienation. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we talked it we talked like, about that being like a style, like if you want to use the word parody, like a style parody where you're like, 
you, you know, if it's Maybe. a style you like, parody doesn't mean you don't like something. It's kind of like, well, uh, can we write a song like Big Star? Can we write just like mm. a huge hook, guitar-based hook song, you know? And yeah, they can. They can, you know, there's very few genres that they haven't touched. I mean, yeah. classic, I think less classical. Than parody, <laughs> it's, not, it's not so much that would be sick. Um, <laughs> less than it being a parody, it's more like they exaggerate it. Yeah. Because it's not it's not like they're saying that you should laugh at the song. It's like it's like they took all the basic com- components of a song in that genre and then they shoved it up to a million. So right. you knew that that's what the song is meant to be. Right, right. Do you think funny. you know? This just occurred to me just now after talking about the residents so much. Cyclops Rock obviously does not sound like the residents, but do you think it's a nod to the residents in that they wear their eyeball things and it's Cyclops Rock? Oh yeah, because they did that the one of those mini videos, didn't they? And I they think were so. in the yeah, uh, maybe uh, I think plans uh. plans just like mythical. Or maybe I'm just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I just clipped my microphone when I did that. The meter went cool. into the red for me opening my ice cold Coca Cola classic. It's ASMR. I need I need some caffeine. It's it's ten thirty five over here. It's three thirty five AM for you. Yeah. You are a night owl. I am. Do you find your creative juices flowing? You know, you're you're a pa- pretty you, much every painter that I've painter? ever made that was good. Yeah, yeah, I do all painting. Yeah. Pretty much everything that I've ever made that was good. Well, not true, but a big majority is was made at like four AM because it's kind of like that um that kind of not anxiety but there's like a layer of sanity that's kind of gone so you can kind of be like i'm gonna (laughs) tap into my artistic deep down yeah yeah i hear that i hear that i hear that that's probably why i'm I'm better recording podcasts at night too because you get a little silly but then like also your brain's like there's not as many things to distract you as well right there's not a bunch of shit going on yeah in the middle yeah. of the night, you know, unless you get sucked into the goddamn internet, but that's why you turn your Wi-Fi off and then you, then you get stuff done. I've never done that. Yeah, <laughs> I've never, I've never got anything done in my life. Yeah, if you, if you all haven't listened to the door to door Minotaur episode, uh, Abby here is twenty. She'll probably be twenty one by the t- wait. When do you turn twenty one? Twenty ninth of January. <laughs> Maybe by the time this Duncan, I don't know what time when the Duncan one will air. Maybe you'll be 21, but still. That's a very scary thought. Being 21 or having mm. to wait this long for the episode to come out. <laughs> being 21, that's so Why old. is that scary? Oh, my God. Don't even. I'm kidding. Don't even scary. go there, girl. Um, <laughs> God. I'm see- this is what I'm talking about. It's it's late for me, but that's because I have a baby. Yeah. Oh, man. I have no responsibilities. Sounds nice. Except to make art and talk about They Might Be Giants mm-hmm. on a podcast. Those are my two and... responsibilities. That's like not even exaggeration. Oh, man. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds great. I, I do have another responsibility. is to learn how to play the stylophone a little better. How was that? It's going well. Yeah. Okay. Going All right. Well. All right. I'm doing it. <laughs> Responsibility over. That's going to make its way into a uh, outdoor velour song. Don't you worry. A legit song. Uh, Your life should be taken over by styrofoam. 
Did you say styrofoam? styrofoam? <laughs> I did say styrofoam. <laughs> you can make that into an instrument. The yeah, stylophone. Um, okay, so what the crap? Duncan, of course, of course. So we were talking about the escape team. So you haven't, mm-hmm. did you get the comic? Comics? I yeah. bought it, but it's coming in the post and everything that comes from IFC in the post takes approximately, well, it takes like a question mark. That is <laughs> the time that it takes mm. whenever it wants to come. I still didn't get my Christmas card and it's Christmas. It's been Christmas Oh, now. bummer. Did, Sad, you, did you get... Did you get? Did you? So I'm you ordered CDs. It. Did you get any of the CDs for this new stuff? Um, I got. I I'm but a poor art student, so <laughs> I I ordered I ordered the live CD because that's the, I think that's the one that's truly exclusive. And I'm just uh-huh. gonna get the other ones at another time. Uh, but I'm very excited. Yes. Okay. Man, the ma- snail mail is truly snail mail going mm-hmm. over to England. That's uh, that's a bummer. So, um, I haven't read the comics either. It seems like one of us probably should have done that, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, let's see. So, I'm looking at the escape team here on uh, the wiki, and it looks pretty wild. And let's talk about well, the a little... Art, yeah? The artist, um, he's done quite a few music videos before. Yeah. Videos. David Cowles, um there's a very cool character of the two Johns on uh, the wiki. If you, if you search David Cowles on the, I'm assuming that's how you'd say his name. C O W L E S Cowles. Sure. Not Cowles. I don't think it'd be Cowles. David Cowles, renowned character artist and illustrator. He has directed, produced and designed many videos for the MIP giants. Uh, he first worked with them um, around the else. Uh, he did the video for the Mesopotamians, which is an amazing video. Yeah. Is, yeah. Amazing. An amazing song. I've covered that song, and it is very difficult to play, but amazing. Um, let's see. He did Icky. <laughs> Icky is oh, a yes. great one with the, the, the like total character of a douchebag guy with the uh, pompadour and the fedora on and the... That video is like truly oh, iconic. So good. Um, oh, t- <laughs> much of the photo material in the video, including Mr. Icky himself, was collaged material from Cowles and um, Galante, who was uh, um, co director, um, from their friends and family. So it doesn't say who exactly, <laughs> but. Someone they know in their family actually was the icky guy. <laughs> I have a feeling it was him. I have a feeling it was him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Cowell's daughter, Allison Cowles, is also a character designer and illustrator, and she provided the illustrations for Why, their most recent kids' album. <gasps> I love the illustrations for the album. How cool is that? Yeah, they're great. That's so cool. Yeah, and she also did the animated music video for Moles, Hounds, Bears, Bees, and Hares. <gasps> Oh, that is like one of my favorite uh, kids' music videos they did. So talent, run, talent runs in the family. Uh, so his videography also. So the Mesopotamians, we live in a dump. One hundred cars for good. Icky uh, and ice cream, healthy eating, which was Danny Weinkoff, um kid song. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then a bunch of stuff off the kids' albums to a lot of stuff. Okay, so. So he is the dude behind the escape team, and it's pretty wild looking. Just looking at the cover of issue one, 
uh, which I guess January. So I guess I guess it really isn't, hasn't even officially come out. Is that right? Or wait, did it come out in January of 2018, or is it coming out in 2019? I, I, no, yeah, it's coming out in January this year, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it looks pretty wild. Um, so I suppose at the time of recording this, we probably couldn't even have read it yet. I don't know. That's good. Um, we don't have to feel bad anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. So Flansburg talks a little bit about it. He he goes back to Big Daddy Roth in the '60s, a cartoonist who uh, drew a lot of cars, and the character Rat Fink is probably his most famous mm-hmm. character. Are you familiar with Rat Fink? Yes. Yeah. He, so he's like the evil Mickey Mouse, essentially. I don't know. How would you describe Rat Fink? Um, how can I improve upon evil Mickey Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of like a depraved. He's like if Mickey Mouse is a mouse, like he's like, well, he's a rat for one thing, you know, which are. Nothing uh, wrong with rats. Yeah, but they're, I mean, most people, at least at least in the cartoon world, they're portrayed as uglier than mice, even though they're essentially just a bigger mouse. Yeah, I love rats. <laughs> I love rats. I have 17 pet rats. I used to have a pet rat, you but d- it went what? crazy and died. <laughs> <laughs> Are you for real right now? Yeah, seriously. She, yeah, <laughs> she is called, uh, what was her name? You don't even remember her. her name. It was a long time ago. I, re- I remember I was at my friend's house. I was like a kid. And then I came home. And then my dad just came up to me. And he was like, I have some bad news. <laughs> you, you, went cra- you went crazy and like killed itself. Killed itself? <laughs> like, so your rat well, was yeah, living I such guess. a poor life in your home that it committed suicide? No, it, it had brain issues oh no did, did you get yeah, this rat at a pet store do you just catch it on the streets of birmingham that, i wish <laughs> i did that would be pretty hardcore <laughs> caught a rat and i kept it in my room and then it I went insane gra- my, no my grandpa actually um he got a pet squirrel from like what? the park and just kept it <laughs> a squirrel hey question yeah. what color are squirrels over there they are brown. Yeah, that's... They're, um, red, they're red squirrels, I think. Okay, yeah. Some places in the Midwest, we have black squirrels. And the first time what? I saw them, it freaked me out. They're goth as hell. That sounds amazing. Yeah. In Galesburg, Illinois, which no one's heard of. Um, it's where my sister went to school, college, or university. 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 Oh. Uh, do you know the comedian, speaking of Indiana, uh, in the Midwest, do you know the comedian Jim Gaffigan? The name rings the bell. He's from Terre Haute, Indiana, um, but he just put out a new special on Amazon, and he, 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 he badmaths the Brits a little bit, in a, in a, in a cheeky way. That's valid. He can do that. Yeah. (laughs) But he talks about how... And you do this with university, but he mentioned specifically with hospital, like, I was at hospital instead of I was at the hospital. You know, British people, they don't say the before hospital. You ever notice that? They're like, hospital? I was feeling knackered, so I went to hospital. <laughs> Whenever they would do that, I'd say, stop that, that's wrong and weird. <laughs> Are you trying to sound like a polite caveman? He just brings up a lot of funny... Po- I, would, I would watch it if I were you. He, he does make a joke, though. Yeah. After, after saying all this stuff, he's like... 
he's like, I wouldn't do those jokes in England. So now I'm telling you, as a Brit, you should no, go we watch love, that. We love self-depreciative humor. Yeah. Here. That's like our thing. That's my favorite we stuff, too. That. And Jim Gaffigan is great at it. If, if you've any, heard of any, any of his stuff, you've probably heard his Hot Pockets bit about uh, Hot Pockets and how... Uh, I think I have, and I how have seen that on the internet somewhere. How they're disgusting. The is, we don't have hot pockets, so... You do or you don't? We don't. You're lucky. They're, you're not missing anything. There is the vegetarian hot pocket for those of us that don't want to eat meat but still would like diarrhea. <laughs> hot pocket! Okay, what the crap were we talking about before all that? Um, Probably something that wasn't relevant to what we should be talking about. That's okay. We were talking about <laughs> Rat Fink and your pet rat. Oh, yeah. That you that murdered, good. that you drove to suicide. No, no, she, it was her own, <laughs> it was all in her head. So, uh, Big Daddy Roth, uh, it sounds like, was an inspiration. So, uh, Linnell describes it, uh, Big Daddy Roth, his art as being like monsters driving cars with 800 eyeballs and their tongue wagging behind in the wind. Which, wow. if you've ever seen any of this hot rod art, like, yeah, like, Rat Fink will be, like, driving. He's got, like, giant eight-ball gear shifter, and, like, yeah, his tongue that. is, like, blah, 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 behind that him. That makes perfect sense. Right? So, Flansburg, uh, he continues here. Um, this is on uh, KMSU, an interview uh, in March of 2018. Uh, the tradition of the Rat Fink thing is to have these names, these sort of punny names for all the illustrations. Mm -hmm. So we were really just kind of riffing off of that and came up with all these names, like two dozen names or more, and then whittled them down to the ones that were funny and also not too evil or too strange or too far afield. So we've got Jackie the Clipper, Chip the Chip, mm -hmm. Bernice, Dr. Sci-Fly, Duncan, of course, of course, Mr. Mischief Knight, John Postal, Flo Wheeler, Corrupted Lyle, Repeat Offender, and yeah. The Poisonousness. Feet Robin Goldwasser. Oh, right, right, right. So throughout the year, the Escape Team characters um, were uh, in Dial-A-Song throughout the year. And every music video for these characters was directed and drawn by Cowles, um, David Cowles. And with the exception of the poisonousness, was which was directed by Ajax Digital Design, which does a lot of their other their stuff as well. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Oh, one of the Escape Team characters did not get a song. Yeah, people are so mad about that because they're like, "Why didn't they just make the song and then release it?" Yeah, Hair Ned. Why did they need to put out this CD before the end of the year? Couldn't they just waited another month? And recorded a um, song for Hair Ned. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but also, I don't mind. <laughs> oh, he, like, oh, here we go. So there's no doubt he will get his own song in the not so distant future. Ned will not be denied. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hair Ned. So I guess that's a play on German. If you were German, it'd be Hair Ned, Mister Mister Ned. I don't know. No, I was. It's like Hair Net, isn't it? Hair Net, maybe. You might be right. I don't know. I took German in school, so it just made me think. Herr Ned. My name is I Herr took Ned. German in school, but I don't remember anything. And Frau. Frau. <laughs> Fräulein Ned. Ned, whatever Ned's wife is. Daughter? No, Frau would be... Okay, I don't remember. I've forgotten all <laughs> German as well. It's been even longer for me. So, um, Duncan. What do we know about the character Duncan? Anything? Uh, 
that his like powers come from his basketball playing yeah yeah i'm trying to imagine how this would work this this comic to me it's just it's all in our heads i mean other than like the cover and like yeah. the videos and stuff like what is the actual comic about i mean the reason the reason i picked the song in general is because i just really like um i like the how flattens wrote the song and how he sings it Yes, we've we've already determined that you're in love with John Flansburg, so he's taken. Okay. I'm just saying that it was done well. <laughs> Come on, people who listen to Door to Door Minotaur, they know you. You got a thing for him. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so the lyrics in this song are pretty awesome. I love just the kind of theme that runs throughout. Don't kick the people, kick the man. Don't kick the lobster, kick the clam. Don't kick the remix, kick the jam, which I love especially. And also... um, Kick out the jams. I just love how... I I saw something on Tumblr and someone was like, uh, Duncan, of course, of course, does not sound like it was made in this era, (laughs) which is so true. Like, it's really retro sounding. Yeah. um, Um, So explain that. Why do you think it sounds so retro? What, What about it sounds retro to you? This well, I think Flans is kind of going for like a soul kind of belting out the high notes. Sure. Um, and the synths, the synths in the background are like they're pretty old, old sounding. I don't. I, I guess it would be eighties. Um, and the music video as well is kind of like um, kind of uh, late eighties american high school movie i yeah i can see that i can see that um yeah <laughs> it is a very uh the music video it seems like some of these like maybe knocked out kind of quickly i mean obviously they're putting out <laughs> so much shit this year but like it's yeah. you know you could say it's animated but it's really like very few frames of animation it's more like illustrations yeah. and then like the camera like pans across the illustrations i still think i still think that works though because I, th- I really there's definitely like a kind of aesthetic that they got across with this song and the video even in if th- there's not a lot of frames in the animation right right I think, which is a feat in itself but maybe i'm just like endlessly busted <laughs> so, <laughs> so is is duncan is he a friggin fr- is he a frog then is he a frog is that what he is He's whatever he wants to be. <laughs> I mean, like, his head is very frog-like, and I'm assuming, you know, he plays basketball. He can jump high. I'm thinking wow, he's, like, you know, some sort of humanoid frog creature. Yeah. Right? I think they're all kind of, they're all kind of like mutants, right? Yeah. Or the escape team. Yeah, yeah. Where are they escaping from? I have no idea what this what this whole thing is about. Um, I think it's, it's something to do with the prison. Yeah? But don't... don't um, quote me on that because i'm not sure yeah i jeff i don't know um if we get this wrong we'll get a lot of hate mail and then i'll be able to have a good mailbag segment on the following episode wow (laughs) i want to get some hate mail um you maskist but i'm so lovable it's just it just won't happen (laughs) (laughs) the uh so yeah the video the video is pretty cool i want to know um so yeah, the beat does have kind of an '80s feel, but like the beat is driven by that basketball sound. Yeah, that's so clever, right? Yeah, and I want to know that. if like I've recorded a lot of really weird things. Like there's an outdoor velour song where we put a mic on 
a small stand on the kitchen floor in my friend's house, and we all stomped and snapped and recorded that, which was more kind of like Motown influence, like you get some like mm-hmm. some stomping in there. And I want to know if they actually recorded the sound of a basketball being bounced or if they just found it in some sort of database, because clearly wow. it's, no, a, I wouldn't know that. it's a very uniform bounce. Um, so... Even if they did record it, they probably just got like, okay, that's the best bounce. Like, that one sounded the best. <laughs> and then just, bah, 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 and just plug that in. But I would like to know, it, it seems to me like They Might Be Giants would be kind of band that wouldn't cut corners and that they would actually record a basketball being bounced on a gym floor or something. Do you, do you think they wouldn't cut corners? I think they'd cut corners. Th- they're, they're old and they've made a lot of songs. When you have to release as and many songs in the And they kind of just do whatever they want to do. That's true. But I'm not mad at them if that's if they cut corners. That's think, true. Like but to me, it would be more and... fun to go and like actually record a basketball. Yeah, but you're not like touring Europe true. and Australia. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. I just haven't told you about it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> oh man, these guys. I, I hope to be this this artistic still when I'm this age. I mean. How are they still so weird? I mean, most bands that start out weird get like their edges smoothed out quite a bit, you know, as the well, careers go because, on. That's because because Flansy, your favorite Flansy. Oh, Flansy, I love you. <laughs> that is an accurate impression of me, John Flansburg. Yeah, if if you're know. listening, if you're listening, <laughs> Abby over here, I think. She you wants know, to be on the episode when you guys come on. Inevitably, when you come on the pod, Abby's just going to like secretly listen in. She won't say anything. She'll just listen. I will listen. Creepily. That's like, <laughs> not creepily, um, respectfully. Listen. <laughs> respectfully fawn over him, which is what I hope I do in general in my life. <laughs> Probably not. Though. Oh, man. So, have you seen them live? I saw them, yeah, I saw them live for the first time this year, and it was, um, it was like the best. Because I saw them four times, just like on the the UK tour. Four times, wow, yeah, you're yeah. you're a giant's head. That's yeah, amazing. So I wish f- I saw the, uh, I saw them more though, because they it it wasn't enough. <laughs> so what were all the what were all the cities you saw them in? So I saw them on their first day of the Europe tour in Leeds Brudenell Social Club. And I cried really hard. <laughs> and they totally noticed. They totally they noticed. noticed. It was really embarrassing. Did they acknowledge yeah, it on mic? Because I was right. They, not on mic, but through their eyes, you could see. Because I was right. The <laughs> they were um, laughing, laughing. Yeah. No, I'm sure. Uh... They probably were, but that's fine. Um, and then I saw them the next day at Leeds Brunel Social Club again. And that venue is just in itself is iconic in England. So it was really cool. Um, nice. And is it, is it a smaller them. venue? Why did they play the same venue twice? Oh my god! You haven't. It is a very small venue, but the reason that it's so good is because there's a pub, literally on the right hand side. Like yeah. you walk like a few steps, and there's a pub. Um, so I was because I waited in line earlier, obviously, because obviously, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I so I had like a pint of cider. And I would just walk, like, I'd just walk out into the middle, and then they'd be doing sound check, and you could just see them do sound check. And I was like, mm. and John Flansburg was just like in front of me in his like 
tracksuit bottoms just they were doing the sound check and i was like oh my god how is this my life now wow man so they let they let people in during sound check huh that's uh we, we that's a special in, experience kind of like hanging oh uh, okay it was very special you're adorable i'll tell you that's 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 great though adorable or creepy <laughs> i wish i could experience them live for the first time again Honestly, you know i want another I first kiss also. right just like the song says you can't like go song. back but i saw them i wish you know i have a sad story about the last time i saw them um they all died spoiler alert now so <laughs> i <laughs> went so i uh i went to see them in indianapolis with Kara in um whenever that date was it was in the spring and the goddamn tickets like you know we had the email tickets we printed them out and i'm trying to remember the exact like the start time it said eight o'clock but that there was an opening band and so we had gone out to eat indianapolis is an hour away from we are from where we are so we made a whole night of it we went down to indianapolis they didn't do opening bands on this tour yeah well i'm sure they played longer and that sounds awesome but so there was an opening band i don't even remember what the crap it was but um we were eating dinner and we're like okay instead of rushing like you know check please whatever throw the food in our mouths and run out we're like ah we can miss a little bit of the opening band you know i'm sure they're good but we'll we'll get over there when we get over there so then we walk from the restaurant to the venue uh and we're outside and i'm like hey let's let's take a picture with the marquee you know be total dorks you know (laughs) they might be giants up on the marquee so we take a little selfie and i'm like I'm like, why are they playing They Might Be Giants over the PA when, like, you know, usually, you know, when you walk into a bar, they're going to be playing some music, but they're not going to play the band that's about to play. I'm like, why am I hearing Anna Ng? And I'm like, holy shit, they're already playing. I'm like, what oh, no the fuck? Way. And, like, we run in there. And from what I could tell, I asked some other people there, we, we, we missed, like, three songs, and I was very sad. That is really sad. I'd really not ever recover from that. Yeah, I'll just be a husk of a one. Because <laughs> apparently the eight o'clock start time was not the start of the show. The start of the opening band. Eight o'clock was when they might be giants went on, and the well, opening see, band what... went on at like seven or something. And I was this is why you go for like five hours early because then that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, okay, so you were going to a very you know historically awesome venue in Leeds. I was in indianapolis indiana like it's not like you know i mean it was it was at a cool venue i think it was at the vogue is what it's called um and it's got some history to it but not like england history to it you know you are really exaggerating the history of leeds leeds is cool the who live at leeds is one of my favorite live at leeds by the who is fucking incredible album the Who are amazing, but that you should have walk into that venue. It's like you're probably going to get stabbed. Like that's cool. I, I, I feared. <laughs> I feared. <laughs> I feared for the life. I feared for the life of the Johns. <laughs> but but uh, they, they made it. Don't ever leave their tour bus. So, so okay. So you saw them in Leeds twice, and then you followed them to. And then I saw, and then I saw them um, at the Barbican in London, but I wasn't. Because that was seated, so I didn't get to go to the front, so it was really kind of shitty. But still, mm. I was there. Yeah. Um, and I got to meet TDK, which was really cool because he's a good, he's a good super fan. Um, 
and then the next day I saw them in Manchester, and that was a really good gig. Nice. Really so, did they play the same set every time you saw them? Well, it was really awesome, actually, because in Leeds, they played, even though it was two nights, one after the other in the same venue, they completely changed up the set list. Nice. And it was amazing. Like, both of the set lists were just, like, out of this world. And they played Communists Have the Music for the first time, and I saw it. It was great. Oh, like they said, that was like the live debut of that song. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. History. Huh. Seemed like they should have played it in like North Korea or something first. <laughs> oh, I get it. Well, it's actually funny because um, they were just like, this song is not about communism. Oh, some like slam was like. Um, they always say John, shit like that. What is this? Yeah, well, they said like, uh, Slams was like, John, what is this song about? And then Linnell was like, I couldn't even tell you if I tried or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's been a reoccurring re- reoccurring theme of the podcast, too, is just talking about how the Johns will say a song is about something and then later say it's about something else and then later say it's about nothing. Uh, that's kind of how they have their fun with us. Yeah. And that's why we have so much to talk um, about is because they don't tell us outright. Like, it wouldn't be much of a podcast if it was like, well, Duncan, of course, of course, is about exactly this and podcast <laughs> podcast over. That's it. Let's go home. So, that is true. Yeah. So, the it's got... Okay, so back to this freaking song. Did they did they play Duncan, of course, of course, on... It wasn't out when I saw them because it was in September. But... They probably are not going to play Escape Team songs live, I bet. But, which is really? a shame, because I really like them. Hmm. Why Why do you think that? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I think I saw the plans to post this thing on Tumblr, but also it just doesn't seem like some... Like, there's there's very there's songs that were very popular singles that they don't normally play live, so... Right. That, 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 that again, brings me to my question, like, are these canon? Are these... They might be giant... Are, are they in oh, the canon? you mean in... You know, they might be giants canon. Yeah, um, like, are we considering? I mean, they're on the wiki, but then again, you got like, I mean, you they got, themselves are just like. I think I think someone sent last to the Tumblr, and they were like, um, someone said, "Oh, is this is this like your twenty first or uh, like al- next album, or is it just like a, a compilation?" Uh-huh. And, um, they they were like, just check the wiki as if that was like <laughs> that, that was the um. The wiki has it listed. The wiki has it listed. So they have 22 albums now then. Right? Well, One, two, I don't three, know. Does four, it really five, matter at all? Not seven, really. Eight, nine, 10. Sure it does. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yep. So numbers 20, 21, and 22 were all put out in 2018. What a time to be alive! Yeah. As a They Might Be Giants fan. Uh, pretty insane, actually. Yeah. So um, I just feel the uncommon kaitus. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they won't do a song a week again in 2019. That would be absolutely bonkers to do so. Um, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of touring on these current. You know, they just released a ton of shit. Um, the yeah. John Henry demos are really interesting too. By the way, um, I yeah listened. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, but they're so they're so clean cut. Like I, mean, I felt like I was just listening to John Henry. You know, I a slightly different version. I was, I was thinking about live tweeting a listen through the demos because I did have a lot of thoughts, and I think it might be someone who 
you know, you're you're a visual artist. I, you know, make a lot of music and I record a lot of music. I play bass as well. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so does my wife. Uh, and like hearing it from a producer or engineer's perspective, there was definitely a lot I picked up on. But again, me being much older than you, I've lived with John Henry for 24, Jesus Christ, 24 years. Um, so yeah, so hearing those demos and just thinking like coming off the, of the mindset, it's, a, it's especially inter- interesting album to do demos for because it's their first full band album, you know, it was their mm-hmm. transition from duo to full band. So listening to it with like that thought in mind, like, oh, they're kind of like figuring out how to work these live guys into their songs, yeah. you know, so that made a particularly interesting listen. I noticed quite a few things, um, drastically different and that's that's a whole nother exclusive episode perhaps about all the demos because i uh was a pretty big fan of the demos and maybe as a whole might like it better than the mix that ended up on the album wow that is a statement and a half well, for one, as a Flansburg fan, the guitar on the demos is really, really hot in the mix. It's like, yeah, it's much yeah, more punk. I and I, I keep throwing that word around, but like the Johns, they were inspired by punk bands, and Flansburg they, loved the Ramones. I mean, the. Flans is very punk. Yeah, definitely. And the guitar. The guitar playing. Yeah, the guitar on the demos, playing. it's like they turned it down a lot or like took off a lot of, rounded off a lot of the edges on the, the final because- album. It's probably because his playing is like it's punk and also it's very messy and um, but like I mean that purposely in the so most complimentary of way yeah exactly like you can see when he plays live like he's just me- he's like he's just try I remember there was one time in uh, when I saw them in Leeds like he literally just like got the guitar and then started to kind of just like rubbing it against the mic stand. Just to make noise. And I like, have oh. done that move, yeah. <laughs> Where you, I was I was impressed. Basically, was by impressed. it's almost like playing like slide guitar, but you're you're yeah. using the microphone as the slide and just moving the guitar. Exactly. Up and down. I, it's just the little things like that that yeah. make me love his guitar playing so much. He definitely yeah so comes much. at it from a punk perspective, and that's yeah. I feel like the punkness of the guitars on the finalized album were toned down. So I, agree. I don't know. That's a whole. That's a whole another can of worms. Let's get back to Duncan. Uh, so the lyrics are amazing, and you mentioned talking about. I think you said uh, like kind of like soul music or R and B music. I can't. Is that what? Um, well, just the way that he preached it vocally was mm-hmm. like completely different to how he normally does. Like yeah, it yeah. wasn't. He wasn't. Be, it, it's not like he was singing. Um, experimentally, it was like he was definitely taking inspiration from. 80s soul or i think definitely r&b like kind of those the high lung notes because I, uh-huh. I, I really feel like we've not ever heard him sing like that which is why i love the song so much yeah yeah and it's it's crazy that after 700 or whatever songs and 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 this if you do count this as their 20 uh second album that that they're still finding new ways to explore their own voices it's crazy yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, I love the and it's almost got a little bit of a rap thing to it in a way. Like it's more sung yeah. than rapped, but it definitely has that kind of like 
vibe to it. You know, he'll make you Duncan. Of course, of course, he'll make you a stoppable force. Duncan, That's my favorite lyric. His name is the game, and he brings pain to the public domain. <laughs> it's just like my favorite thing ever when Flans like he tries to be cool, <laughs> but like in such like a parody way, and it's yeah. just like. He's a ridiculous person. He is. He is. And, Great. you know, looking at that line, public domain is a curious line to me because, I mean, you're familiar with, with that, like, public domain, how things that are – when I see the phrase public domain, I think of, like, songs where their copyrights have oh, yeah, expired, copyright, yeah. right? And they're now yeah. in pub- in the public domain. So, what does that mean? It, his name <laughs> his name is the game. So, Duncan, right? He can – Junk. What his yeah. his name is the game, and he brings pain to the public domain. What does that mean? He hates copyright. Yeah, <laughs> he loves copyright infringement. He hates copyrights. That is like the coolest superhero ever. Don't blame the chaos. Blame the plan. Don't blame the puppet. Blame the hand. I can't not think of throwback. Yeah, Throw I back. can't not think of put your hands on the puppet head. So, um. <laughs> Don't blame the puppet, blame the hand. So, like, if you're talking about, put your hands on the puppet head. I always thought about that, like, your boss has got his hand up your ass, he's making you do things, right? Mm -hmm. So don't blame the puppet, blame the hand. Don't blame the desert, blame the sand. (laughs) Blame Duncan, blame Duncan. But then you blame Duncan. Why are we blaming, what are we blaming Duncan for? Because he causes chaos wherever he goes. Yeah, I mean, I got to see this comic now. That's making me. This song alone is making me want to find out more about Duncan. He's, yeah, I feel like the characters and the powers that they have are like. I think the reason that it works so well is because these are all like they're, they're really based off of puns and based off of right things that make things sound funny. Right. Which is like a lot of characters in the. They might be giants universe if you will like yeah 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 it works really well it but works really well what's what's weird though i think it was kind of a weird choice to name a character duncan after coming off years of doing ads for duncan donuts <laughs> and when i first when i first saw that duncan was in the track list i'm like are they like reusing a character that's like something they that was a seed that came up in these Dunkin Donuts commercials or is it like a guy or does the character run on Duncan and he's addicted to caffeine and donuts no, no he's a basketball think, no. playing frog yeah. I just thought it was a weird Wait, did coincidence they, did they do adverts to Dunkin Donuts yeah uh-huh yep uh in April two- we don't have Dunkin Donuts over here so I didn't know that yeah in um 2006 Dunkin' Donuts began... I'm just reading off the wiki right now. Dunkin' Donuts began their America Runs on Dunkin' ad campaign featuring multiple commercials with original songs by They Might Be Giants. Four, three, two... Yes! Doing things is what I like to do. I'm slightly more productive now than previous because I'm slightly more efficient than I previously was. Doing things is what I like to do. And here they say... Well, I think you can listen yes. to most of them on the wiki here. And you can probably YouTube them um, or find them somehow. And the wiki, I like the little editorial here. It says, uh, it makes perfect sense, really, because they're known as a coffee-fueled band. Uh, mm. So, Dunkin' Donuts is where I used to stop at uh, late-night uh, skateboarding sessions with my friends because it was one of the only things open, and we would get 
donuts and, and shit while we were skateboarding. Uh, so a few more commercials premiered up until June. Okay, so so 2006 and then in 2008 there were a couple more commercials but it looks like they wrote one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two songs they wrote for dunkin donuts wow how do these guys write songs so fast i don't it's crazy so stuff like scary. yeah, and apparently it sounded like well, Flansburg says that um, uh, that it was one of his favorite like companies to write songs for uh, because the creative team at Dunkin' Donuts would just give them like sets of words to work off to, of, which seems like very similar to the Escape Team, where yeah. um, they said the most extreme one, Dunkin' Donuts just gave them the word karate and wanted to see what they came up with so there's a song for dunkin donuts that for some reason is called karate swimming soccer ballet oboe and last but not least karate swimming soccer also speaking of karate one of my favorite they might be doing they might be doing songs is sucking a karate job uh-huh i love that song i love that song so underrated yep it's it's a good one. You're still bragging about your telescoping roundhouse kick. <laughs> yeah. And that you, bit when, like, the, you love Flansburg. I'll tell you. Well, I do. He makes good songs. Why? But I do also love Linnell. Why don't you? So much. Yeah. <laughs> if you love him so much, why don't you marry him? Um, I'm not even going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a taunt that British kids say to each other? Yeah, everyone says that. Yeah, everyone. okay. It, the whole world is just people saying, why don't you marry them to each other? <laughs> Lisa's going to marry a carrot. <laughs> yes, I'm going to marry a carrot. Uh, so they mentioned Judge Judge Judy in this song, Duncan. Uh, back to the, the Duncan the, and this Duncan, of course, of course. Um, don't, don't know the story, know the truth. Don't know Judge Judy, know Dr. Ruth. Do you know who yeah. Dr. Ruth is? No, I don't. Isn't she British, though? Dr. Ruth. Okay, Dr. Ruth. Yeah, but I don't know everything that is British. Yeah. Sadly. Okay, no, she's, uh, she was born in Germany. Okay, so Dr. Ruth Westheimer, um, she is, whoa, she's 90. A German-born, everyone knows who Judge Judy is, right? Do you know who Judge Judy is? I love Judge Judy. Okay, so they air that in she's England. She's my queen. Very nice. <laughs> okay, so just in case people don't know who Dr. Ruth is, um, <laughs> she became a fixture in late night television and a major pop culture f- cultural figure as a sex therapist, media personality, and author. So she's a 90 year old woman who still talks a lot about sex. Look, I'm going to be 87. Look how straight I walk. Yes, yeah. I don't walk. Well, you ben. have sex yeah. all the time. Yeah. Of course, I have sex all the time. <laughs> From morning to night, except when I'm on your show. <laughs> Uh, she began her media career began in 1980 with the radio show Sexually Speaking, which went for 10 years. And wow. she has hosted at least with the 80s references. Yep, she's hosted at least five television shows on the Lifetime Network and other cable, of course, Lifetime uh, from 1984 to 1993. And she has four over 40 books on a variety of topics all about sex and sexuality. So. 
with that in mind, <laughs> with that in mind, if we look at the lyrics, don't right, don't know Judge Judy, no Doctor Ruth. So, I think Duncan gets it on. I think is what he's saying. <laughs> but he's a frog person. <laughs> he gets it on with other frog people. Is, is he not allowed to procreate with other frog humanoid things? I guess he can do what he must. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know if uh, we got to get this comic book, see if any of the characters uh, get it on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Duncan, of course, of course, he'll make you a stoppable force. Oh, the, the other chorus, Duncan, quadruple threat, which usually in basketball you'd say someone's a triple threat. Mm-hmm. Remembers, tr- remembers tricks you will never forget. Duncan, you'll say it again. He'll get you now when you don't know when. He sounds like an interesting character. And yes. the basketball element is just an interesting thing to be part of uh, a comic about escaping from a prison. I mean, they play yeah. a lot of basketball in prison from if TV is any indication. Yeah, I, th- I think going back to the basketball, I wonder what came first. Well, I guess the character came first before the basketball sound effect. But I, th- I, feel, I feel like um, that's such a throwback to like. 80s when those synthesizers where you could insert your own sounds first start right. coming around like um samplers I know, uh-huh. yeah like um kate bush did that a lot with peter gabriel and stuff um so i feel like that really adds to the retroness did you um so you heard my outdoor the outdoor velour cover of dr worm mm-hmm. uh, the roland uh juno 60 I showed you over there. That's what the the Rabbi Vol solo is. That synthesizer, oh, uh-huh. and every sound that's on there, I've created myself. Because oh. when I bought it, like when it was first released in 1982, it came with a data cassette that you could load the sounds onto. And when that I got it, so good. When I got it on eBay in 2001, I've had that since since 2001. It had long been lost, as well as the. Uh, instruction manual which i found through some synth nerd website called vintage <laughs> vintage synth explorer i found some dude mm-hmm. to photocopy it and mail it to me wow. um yep 2001 right exactly and uh the like laser sounds that you hear in there are the juno as well so i definitely appreciate linnell's uh use of synthesizer sounds uh because over the long course of his career as a keyboard player, I think you definitely need to uh, keep it fresh. And for him to keep coming up with synth sounds, like for one... He's... he's the microtones that he's using at the moment, <laughs> I adore. Like, uh, that's why Flo Wheeler is so goddamn good, because those yeah. microtones are just so good. And he's really into... Songs yeah, like dissonance and stuff. And for being known as, like, the pop guy of the duo, like, we keep talking about this and then contradicting ourselves because Linnell does have his weirdness and he likes... Well, they both do. Yeah. They both do. And he loves those those microtones recently, like on... Um, uh, what's on... Okay, dog. hold on. Uh, dog. It's Flo Wheeler Dog, um, and he also did it on... Off of Alec Fun, it was... Um, no, not the greatest. It was It was one right around there in the track list. Oh, where is it? Um, That's going to bug me. I'm, I'm going to look. It is... Um, McCafferty's bib. I, have, I haven't been 
quite yet, which is also another one of my favorite songs that they brought out recently. Yeah, yeah. But like the sounds he's using, like on um, Tick, 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 that mm-hmm. synth sound <laughs> is so great. And I wanted to see if I can create that sound on my Juno, because that's what I used to do. I would play along with Mink Car, because that was the album that came out right after I bought the synth. I would play along with that. I would play along with The Rentals. Do you know The Rentals? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, The Rentals and uh, Moog Cookbook. I don't know if you'd know Moog Cookbook. They're a very obscure uh, synth nerd band. They only put out two albums. Uh, they wore space helmets before Daft Punk did it. Wow. In the early 90s. Yes. They did covers. They did one album that was like all covers of like grunge-era songs on synthesizers. Oh. And then one that was all classic rock songs. Make everything synthesized. Well, you should f- look up the Moog Cookbook. I will do that. And I think they actually released both of theirs on Restless Records, which they might be giants have released some stuff on. Um, yeah, so uh, of, of a similar ilk, a similar mindset. Yeah, I love the big basketball breakdown. There's just like a ton of basketball hits just like right in the yeah. of the song. Like it just, just stops just for basketball solo <laughs> yeah i love the like the bendy uh synths the yeah. and i think he's oh, just, it sounds so good yeah i believe those are perfect fifths that he's bending and they kind of have that like open that interval has kind of like an open almost like nintendo-y kind of feel for lack yeah. of a better word yeah a lot of old video games had these perfect fifths that were parallel fifths is i guess what you'd call it um where these fifths are just moving around, and uh, it's something you don't hear in many genres of music outside of video games, and sometimes mm-hmm. like '80s heavy metal bands where two guys would do a solo at the same time, but they'd do it a fifth apart, and it would sound all oh, yeah. all video gamey, like Iron Maiden or something. Um, Good harmonies, as we like to call them. That is the best word I've ever heard. <laughs> Have you never heard that before? I do obviously not because I'm very impressed right now. <laughs> Good harmonies. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Duncan, I love the and then it has that little breakdown for the the mm-hmm. chorus. I guess if you want to call that the chorus, the he'll make you a stoppable force, and it kind of chills out a little bit, and then it ramps back up with the thumping yeah. basketball and the. <laughs> it's a very again, it's a very sparse song. I wouldn't say it's as sparse as Door to Door Minotaur. That we talked no. about I last think time. Is boss's yeah, except Rabbit Child, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, so, the <laughs> what else is there to say about Duncan? Of course, of course. I feel like we could put like an addendum on this if we finally get the goddamn comic and learn a little bit about the character. Yeah. More than what the song says, but well, I mean, is there any more than I we can say about it right now? I don't know. I just. I feel like all the things I have to say are mostly just um, complimentary more than me critiquing it or kind of like um, exploring it. It's more just being me like, isn't that bit good? Isn't this bit good? Sure. Isn't that voice that plans put something like- Yeah, well, I think with these newer songs, that's kind of what you got to go off of. And I I've, I think we've, we've milked <laughs> these brand new songs, you know, quite a bit for being so new. Oh, it, it's a good one. And again, you have you have up to my appreciation for this song, just like Door to Door Minotaur, just because 
I mean, like, like you said, I tweeted, I'm like, yeah, this, um, yeah, it's okay, whatever, it's all right. But then forcing myself to listen to it again and again and again, like mm-hmm. you said on Minotaur, the Minotaur episode, it's like with the Flansburg stuff, especially, it's like you gotta, you gotta spend a little time with it. Yeah, and I think it's different for people, like that's, that's for me, that's why I find it so hard to introduce people to the band, um, is because... I'm going into listening to these songs that are really experimental and weird, for lack of a better word. Sure. Um, Weird's good. We, we, we agree on that. I don't, like the word, I don't like the word weird that much. I don't like but, the word um, quirky that people throw around with them. They're not quirky. That's the worst word I've ever heard. Yeah. I weird. I, I, I'm proudly weird. So, continue. But the thing with, the thing with weird is, like, in order, in order to be called weird, you that's like someone else saying that you're against the norm as if like i I don't know it seems derogatory to me yeah i suppose but anyway so uh are we to the point of scoring this this bad boy here what do you think i suppose so i suppose so yeah yeah so don't kick the remix kick the jam what do you get what are you gonna score this jam i'm going to score it um a six Yeah, so we talked at great length on the Minotaur episode about, well, for one, the song's very new. Two, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking songs out there, and uh, we were comparing the last one to Snowball in Hell. So, so like Cyclops Rock would that be <laughs> would that be another ten for you, Cyclops Rock? Then oh my goodness, but that. Again, it's about the context. You're you're, you're allowed to give it a ten flat out. You don't need to. I want, I'd, I'd give I'd give Duncan a ten if I could. It's just like I'm too. I just love everything so much, and I want to <laughs> show my appreciation. That to the point that it kind of makes everything look worse because I just think everything's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Rock, yeah. Probably a ten. I don't know. It was so good life. Okay. So yeah, Duncan, if you're giving it a six, again, that's that's a passing grade, and it's a brand new song. It has time to grow. Perhaps if we recorded this episode on this song in a year, maybe it would be higher. Maybe it would be lower. I don't know. But uh, just in the moment, you're giving it a six. That's cool. I, I'm, I'm going to give it a 5.5. I'm going to be right under that because it's a good song. I appreciate it for what it is, but I like you keep bringing up context and I have very little context for this song other than the, the co- songs that I mean, the other songs on the album. Sure. You've yeah, got, what about uh, the context of they might be giants as people that make music. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, but I'd like to know more about Duncan and I bet if I read the comic, I would appreciate this song more as well as all the other songs. And I personally think that they should have held on to the album and release the comic book and the album at the same goddamn time. I mean, like, we should, like... Wouldn't that make sense? That would make sense. They can do whatever they want, though. That's true. That's true. We can't complain. We're getting so much good stuff from them. Uh, so even a 5.5 song, I'm going to be happy with that because there's they put out so many goddamn songs this year. And I don't think there's a single one... Or two scorer among them, I'd say a five point five is pretty decent. So mm-hmm. good on the Johns. And let's see, Abby Bash, where should people go? We forgot to do this last episode. Where should people go to find? Can they find your work 
on the internet? You're, oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Tumblr, but I don't post my out there. Um, yeah, my Instagram is my name. So my Instagram is at Abigail Bash. Is there an underscore? I don't think so. And the same for Twitter. And then my Tumblr is Serial Bowl, but that's mostly just... <laughs> That's as gifts of plans, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Should have seen that coming. <laughs> gifts of plans, no gifts of Linnell? There, there are a few. There's a few of Dan Miller as well. I'm a big Dan Miller fan. I'm a big Danny Weinkoff and, and, and Marty Bell. I love, I love all of them. They're all like angels. <laughs> they're pretty great they're pretty great you know they're, they're, they're all right i mean i started a podcast about this band they're, they're they're okay you know they're fine uh so uh so i guess that'll do it uh you should all go check out abby's work and uh she is a budding young artist and uh uh you should hire her uh, again for uh, i'm gonna say you should hire her for your band's artwork uh, people, musicians out there, you should do it. Yes. 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 So um, that'll do it for another episode of This Might Be a Podcast. Uh, you know where to find me on Twitter and all that stuff. This might be a pod. Uh, leave us some voicemails. So the number is 224-801-2930. I guess that we'll call it a night there. So thanks for being on again, Abby. Thank you. And we'll see you on for Snowball in Hell. How about that? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I love that song. <laughs> okay. Signing off. I don't know the story, never true.